Hello, everyone. Welcome to the special episode of For the Love of Books podcast featuring indie and small press authors with host Emma Polova. I would like to thank our sponsors, Doc Chavant and the Lowell Ledger, our hometown newspaper in Lowell, Michigan. We've been bringing you stories for more than 120 years. Today, I will be chatting with author Ingar Rudolph about book marketing, including how to set up your author's events for the year. Ingar will announce the details of his giveaway of Traveling Circus and the Secret Scrolls. The hashtags for this episode are Fantasy Book and Mermaid. Hello, Ingar. How are you in this new year, 2023? Oh, terrific. Thank you for having me. I always enjoy going on your podcast, and I encourage all uh, other authors to join you and talk about books. Yes, it's so much fun. So what has happened to you so far in this year? Oh, my goodness. Um, well, I was working on a project. My next project is going to be a, a graphic novel, like a comic book. And during the, the first, when I first started my computer at the beginning of the year, it crashed on me. So I had to get it fixed. Same so here. Happy New Year. <laughs> happy New Year. Technology, we love you. All right. <laughs> okay, many new authors and even veteran authors remain at a loss of how to market their books. Where do we start, Ingar? Lead us through the marketing maze. Oh. The floor yeah. is yours. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um. Yeah, well, it, it starts with knowing your audience, really, because with audience, um, every I met, uh, we literally, I met like over a lot of authors over my travels, and knowing your audience is the, the starting point. And once you know your audience, then you can start marketing to that audience wherever they, they're at. For example... Uh, what I noticed with um, for uh, with Facebook, Facebook is kind of in the genre of um, I would say between eighteen and all the way up to um, the senior citizens. That's kind of the age group. So if you're targeting for that that audience, then I would go for uh, Facebook. Um, if you're targeting targeting people under the age of 25, I would go for like TikTok. Um, if you're if you're going for a uh, educational book or professional book, I would go to LinkedIn. If um, if you're into uh, graphics and you're um, uh, another um, area would be uh, Instagram. Instagram would be perfect for if you're into photography, and taking pretty pictures of your book on display at the bookstore at, or um, your book covers, or you have creative ideas of taking pictures, I would go for Instagram. And that age group can be from uh, 16 all the way up to uh, senior citizens. So knowing your audience and where they're at is perfect. So LinkedIn would be more professional. Um, and also um, YouTube, there's a lot of 
if you're an author that is like an editor or um, somebody that has a lot of background in writing, I'd suggest starting a YouTube channel um, because then that way, you, if you're an editor and you have tips to give to authors, you can not only sell your book on YouTube, but you can also talk about the editing process because it's a give-take relationship. You're helping, you're not only helping writers, but you're also uh, selling your book at the same time. And you're a perfect example of the other method that you could try marketing books is podcasts. And that's a huge growing field. Um, that way you can, not only are you helping authors market their books, but you're also, um, you're giving, giving your time but then in the return, your market, because I'm sharing this on Facebook and Instagram and all my different channels, that they learn about you and they learn about me at the same time. So it's a win-win situation. And it's all about knowing your audience. Some people listen to podcasts. Some people go to YouTube. Some people are on Instagram. Some people are on TikTok. And, um, so really it's you got to find your audience and then um market to your strengths your strengths are very good at you're a good interviewer you're good at marketing on facebook and this um so you know your your audience your target target audience um and then before if you had another question um i can get into the whole side of sailing, selling too. All right. Before we get into selling, how about the in-person author events? How should a newbie author or even a veteran author set up their in-person events throughout the year for this upcoming 2023? Where do they oh. start? Oh, a great question. Great question. And it actually ties into uh, what we talked about in the beginning is knowing your audience again, because um, I know uh, I'll, I'll throw out a whole bunch of different ideas of where to sell. And then, then for the, um, for the author themselves, they can decide which, which target audience that they want to go to. Um, for example, uh, you can do library events, you can do book fairs, you can do Comic-Cons, you can do art shows, you can do, um, I know people that do uh, farmer's markets, um, I know people that do bookstores. And how that all ties together is, let's say, for example, you want to do a library event. Um with library events, I have a friend that is into uh, photography. His books are all photography. He takes pictures of waterfalls all around the area, and then he puts into a picture book. And what he does is he'll go to a library. The library will actually pay him to come do a presentation at the library. And not only can he sell his book, but he's getting paid to do it. Um, so then there's also, like, for example, I... Uh, my, my book is for geared toward middle school and up. So another way that I you can do in-person events 
is doing school visits. And not only, again, with school visits, they'll pay you to, they'll pay you to come to talk to the students and you can sell your book at the same time. Uh, Comic-Cons, let's say you um, wrote a fantasy book. Uh, with Comic-Cons, they have author panels, illustrator panels. So not only will you be able to go up in front of people and talk about your book and sell your book, but at the Comic-Cons, you will have a vendor space. And so, but you have to realize your market. Now, let's say, let's say you don't write fantasy books or you don't write kids books. What if you write poetry books? I okay. would say go to a wine and food uh, festival where they, where you can set up and sell your book. So, because to me, when I read poetry, I would think, okay, I'm going to have a glass of wine and some cheese and just enjoy the poetry. So, Okay, a poetry book would work perfect for a wine and cheese festival. So, again, it's going back to what I talked about at the beginning is knowing your market is no, I mean, not uh, your audience. Audience. Who are you, who are you catering to? Um, me in particular, um, just to give an idea of knowing your audience is um, so my school, my book is for middle school and college. So uh, with that, I know um, ki kids in school don't have the money to buy it. So I have to, not only do I have to um, present my book to kids, but then the parent and grandparent have, are the ones that buy it, that actually buy it. So um, because they don't, you know, kids don't have the money. So um, with that, I go to art shows is because, 90% um, of the people that buy my book are grandparents and mm -hmm. a lot of grandparents um, go to art shows and a lot of moms go to art shows. Um, not a lot of dads. I mean, they might get dragged to it, but mm -hmm. um, so I go to the, uh, art shows because they, um, that's my, I know grandparents will buy it for the grandkids because they want their their grand their grandkids to read um so uh that's the reason i go to art shows um i have friends that write fantasy books they go to comic cons it's all that based upon knowing your audience and i mean whatever time we have left i can go over the sales process yes the you have time. time we have time to go over the sales process Go ahead. Oh, okay. The floor is yours. Oh, yeah. Unless you have any questions. What would you consider the most important thing in marketing your book, other than the audience? I oh, guess oh. then the second most important. If audience is number one, what would be number two? The sales process and the sales pitch. Those are Okay. Two. Let's talk so, about those. Those are important. The sales pitch. And then the sales process. The sales pitch is fun. Let's talk about the sales pitch. Oh, okay. Super. Super. Um, so the sales pitch is basically I look at it as like a musical hook. And um, what I mean by that is with a musical hook, have you ever turned on the radio and the first few line a uh, few notes, you can know what song that is. You can yes. tell the artist and the song. And I look at it as a musical uh, hook. And um, whether it's a guitar riff 
for a voice. Um, and with the uh, with the hook is basically what you're trying to convey is if the person um, comes up to your your table and ask about your book, you want to have one thing that they remember before they walk away. And um, a lot of companies do this. Like, for example, Apple um, Apple that sells the iPhone, mm -hmm. their, their hook was think different. Uh, McDonald's is loving it. Um, and that, that hook it's just something that they can remember. It's quick, it's easy, and something that when they walk away, they'll remember it. And so with the sales pitch, that's what I try to incorporate it into. And um, so what I did was with each book, I first I, I wrote the overall description of the book, and then I broke it down into um, like a 15-second um, pitch, and then then I actually broke it down even farther into one um, second, or not one second, but one word per book. Each book has a message to it. And um, so with the, uh, with the pitch, so that's the pitch. And um, then um, what I do with, with the pitch is when I'm talking to somebody, I also use um tonality in my voice and uh what i mean by tonality is i'll i'll be excited and then i'll go down to even whisper and what the whisper is is almost like i'm telling the reader a secret like they they're the only ones that know about this and um and the tonality is all about the pre presentation of your pitch and then i also use hand gestures like, for example, um, you can't, they won't be able to see it in a po um, podcast, but when I talk about the pocket watch, which is part of the story, I'll uh -huh. use a hand gesture of the pocket watch, the, the hands on the um, pocket watch moving back and forth. And that's hand gestures, tonality, and, um, and then also I use props. I have a pocket watch, I have a mermaid. And it actually helps tell the story. So then when they walk away, they're like, they'll, re they'll either remember the mermaid, they'll remember the pocket watch, they'll remember the, something about the pitch. When they walk away, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, I remember he was talking about a pocket watch. Something like that. It's just, it's a marketing tool. It's something when, you know, when you, when you see the McDonald's arches, you you recognize it. And it, that's the same way with me. It's like when they see the pocket watch, I want to have them think about my book, you know, and that's the same thing. So that's the, that's the pitch. And then I incorporate the pitch into a sales process. Okay, Ingar. So sell me your book in one minute. I've had a person come up to my booth and say to me, Emma, sell me your book in one minute. Okay, right. go for it. You have a minute. Sell it's, me it's your a, it, okay. So the um, the story begins with Cordelia, and she goes swimming in Lake Michigan, and she finds a sunken ship. And on the sunken ship is the secret talent scroll, which leads her on a journey to becoming a mermaid. 
and Flynn comes along to save the mermaid, but first he has to defeat the ringmaster. Because the ringmaster, he has a pocket watch that has the ability to fast forward, stop, and erase time. So Flynn seeks the advice of Albert the fortune teller, and Albert gives Flynn in the story a superpower shoe, which is anything Flynn draws becomes real. And the bad guy in the story is Victor, and he has a skeleton key where he has the ability to control lightning, and he'll stop at nothing to get the secret talent scroll back from the mermaid in the story. And within less than a minute, I just told you book one, two, and three. Yeah. And um, in that sales process, I use all the props. I use the tonality. I use hand gestures and um, all the props for my for my book. And uh, but it's geared towards more uh, kids, you know. <laughs> right. And what I will remember from your from your pitch is exactly what you wanted me to remember. I will remember the pocket watch, the mermaid, and in my case, the scrolls because I yep. love scrolls. Oh, me too. <laughs> me too. What you wanted, right? In that exactly. Case. So you conveyed that perfection. All right. What else would you like to share? Oh, well, the last thing is the sales process. And um, with the sales process, uh, the first thing you want to do is catch somebody's eye or catch their attention. And that can be handled in a multiple, multiple different ways. One is you could have a big banner of your book on display. Mm -hmm. You could have um, free stuff. You could have like candy on your table. You could have free bookmarks. You could have free pens. Um, or uh, what I do is I hand out free bookmarks. And then once you catch their attention with either your big display or something that's free, then you you work into you want to qualify the, the, the customer. And what I mean by qualify the customer is find out if the book is something that they actually want to buy. And uh, which how I do that is um, if it's a grandparent or parent, I say, um, do you have any uh, grandkids or kids that enjoy mm -hmm. reading books? And if they say uh, no, I'm like, well, it's probably not going to be for them. And then I don't have to go into my sales pitch. I don't have to do anything. I'm like, oh, OK, this is book for kids. This is not for you. Or I mean, I don't say that, but. I just, I, I know in my mind that this is not somebody that it's qualifying the customer. And then once I, and then if they say, yes, I have kids or grandkids, I do a transition. And then I go, and it's about building rapport with the person. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, if you, if you could tell that they're not interested, I, I don't, I'm not a force. I don't force people to stand there and listen to me talk, but if if they seem interested, then I do a transition. I say, well, can I tell you about my book? And then once I tell, then it's a transition right into the sales pitch. And then um, from the sales pitch, I go into a, um, um, one, once I go through the sales pitch, then I inform the person of the price of the book. And then, if um, th th at that point they'll either say yeah I'll buy it or they they, they if they kind of like oh well I don't know or I need more need more information 
Then um, with the sales pitch, I extended on to a, um, I do supporting uh, points of about the book. I provide book reviews. Mm-hmm. I provide, um, I tell them, well, it's won awards. Um, I want, you know, talk about different things. I talk about, um, for example, if I, I tell them, um, for grandparents, I usually say, well, it, each story has a message. The first one's about empathy. The second one's about finding your courage. And the, the third book is about redemption. And, mm-hmm. um, and then with parents, I usually say, well, it's important to get the kids to read. Um, for example, the book, my book usually gets people off their cell phones and they they don't play their video games. They're actually reading a book. And that's about all about the um, sales process. You're just telling them, you're giving them more information about the book. Right. What is your most successful event of the year? Where do you sell the most books? Oh, that's my secret. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, it's a, it's a toss-up. Um, I think the most I ever sold was in Grayling, Michigan. It was like 91 books. Um, and then the other one is in Hastings. Um, that was like 81 books. Um, At which event in Hastings? What is uh, Hastings is called Summerfest, and it happens every year. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a car show, they have mm-hmm. um, the art show, they have food vendors, they have uh, live bands that come play, okay. um, they got a parade going on downtown, and <clears throat> with that, it brings in a lot of people, and that's another thing that you have to work, uh, look for is foot traffic. You need a lot of, you're going to talk to a lot of people. Um Talking uh, like library events, if you don't have something drawing them in, um, you don't get a lot of foot traffic. Mm -hmm. And I like to tie it into something big, you know, like a big event. And um, like Muskegon Art Show, uh, that's a big one. Um, A lot of people come down. Um, Trying to think of other ones, but they're they're all over Michigan where you can find places to go. What Um, is the farthest you go? The farthest you go? I went to Tennessee um, for Middleville. Uh, it was a strawberry festival in Tennessee. Uh-huh. It's called um, in Franklin, Michigan. And uh, what I did was I kind of tied it into, I did it, um, uh, I kind of, I wanted to go see Nashville. It's near Nashville. So what I did was I got a hotel for the strawberry festival. I did the show. And then the next day I went down to Nashville and I got to see. So it's like I almost got to I got to sell books and I got to see Nashville at the same time. It's it's great. I get to travel. You know, I get to travel and see all these different places and sell my book at the same time. It's a win win. How do you feel about Grand Ledge? Oh, it was uh, this year. Uh, oh, I mean, sorry, 2022. It was a hot 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 event um and i had a little bit of heat exhaustion and um i didn't sell very many books Mm -hmm. i think i sold like 23 or something and but it was because i was it was too hot and um are you going again this year 
Probably not because the one in Grand Ledge coincides with the one in Holland, I believe. Oh, yeah. It's the same weekend. Yeah. Yeah, it's so the same weekend. Probably I'm gonna be, not. I, I think this year I'm going to do um, Lake Odessa. I'm going to yeah, try that. I was going to try that too. They have a really strong arts council there. And I don't think they've had authors there yet. It's an open market for us. Oh, <laughs> I, I like that. Yeah. It, it's always a... nice to be the one fish in the sea. Yes. <laughs> okay. How about, and this is your favorite one. What is the most bizarre or interesting thing that has ever happened to you during a, either a virtual or an in-person event? You can pick. Oh man! Oh, I'm There's trying. So oh many, man! I have so many bizarre things happen to me that I have to start writing them down. I do. Uh, <laughs> oh man! Holy crap! Oh, ah uh, man! This year, um, yeah, this year, 2022 well, or 2023, five days into it. Well, the. The night I'll do I'll do a nice one. The last time I talked about the guy that came up and talked about aliens, but this time I'll do something that was really uh, really sweet. Um, I was in um, I went to a show called Leelon Uncaged. It's in Northport, Michigan. Okay, beautiful area, beautiful, and it's called um, and a. Uh, a father and his daughter came up and and basically the daughter was dragging her father over to my tent and she she pointed at my book and then pointed at the pocket watch and she looked at uh, up at the dad and the dad said oh you remember me reading this book to you when I was a child and that warmed my heart that just that that was just a that is the, nice yeah that was like wow the the daughter remembered me remembered the book being read by the dad and um they're like what and my the, the dad said i don't have money right now to buy the other two books but i'll be back later and sometimes when you get people that say i'm gonna be back later they never, they never come back come. Before the end of the show, before the end of the show, the, the daughter and dad came back. Not only did they buy the book, but they they said, you know, we were looking all over town for that uh, another pocket watch to buy. And I actually had an extra spare pocket watch and I gave it to the daughter. Uh, <laughs> and she'll remember that for the rest of her life, you know. Not only the pocket watch, but her dad reading it to her when she was very a cool. Yeah, congrats on that. Well, that thank is you. very cool. All right, how about the details of your book giveaway, Garth? Yes, uh, I'll have to remember. Okay, so you can email me at ingar hyphen seven at hotmail.com and um, just in the subject line, put in traveling circus and then in the um in the body of the email just give me uh just let me know your name your address and um and then if you want me to make it out to anybody you know like put in a name or 
say it's for a birthday or something, uh -huh. just let me know and I'll put that in there and I'll send it out. Um, soon as I get the email, it'll be within uh, seven to 10 business days in the mail. Okay. Can you repeat the email one more time? Yep. It's Ingar, I-N-G-A-R hyphen seven at hotmail.com. Okay. Parting shots. You first, Dingar. You're my god, a guest. You're <laughs> <laughs> um, my ghost. You're my well, guest. <laughs> well, I hope to see everybody at uh, these shows. I'll be doing. Um, usually, I spend December until April writing, and then I spend from April till um, November going to art shows. So I hope to. Stop by, say hi, and I'm sure I'll see Emma at one of these events. Oh, definitely. We will cross paths again. Definitely. <laughs> okay, my parting shots are read indie, buy indie, and write indie. Support your local authors and newspapers. Keep your fingers on the keyboard and your butt in the chair. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. See you at our events.